0: Check, check, is this thing on? (laughs) What's up, my friends? This is the Do Big Things Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope you all have a beautiful holiday and an upcoming new year. This is not a Christmas episode. This is just another badass episode. I've got another outstanding up-and-comer on this week's show, Tara Dower, a.k.a. Candy Mama, been through hiking some of the bigger trails for years now, including the AT as well as the Mountains to Sea Trail. Eventually that led to some FKTs, fastest known times, and now she is beginning to transition into ultra marathons. With a big win at the Blood Rock 100 this year, second to the man himself, Jeff Browning, she's officially put her stamp on the world of trail running. Keep your eyes on this woman. She's moving fast and she has big goals. Do big things, Tara. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing. If you need coaching or pacers or crew for your ultramarathon next year, look us up. Whether you're new to the sport or an elite, we've got someone for you. You can find everything at big-things-crewing.com. If you'd like to support us, our mission, or be a part of the Do Big Things tribe. We are on Patreon for the price of a cup of coffee and support us for a month. Patreon.com slash do big things. Uh, we'd like to welcome our newest sponsors to the show, Alter Ego Running and Bigger Than the Trail. Stick around to the end of the show and I'm going to give you guys some promo codes for items or services that are just going to enhance your outdoor adventures. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for this year's female winner of the blood rock 100 is tara dower yeah yeah baby
1: this is the do big things podcast
2: <laughs> and, How are
0: you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Um, I've had, uh, I'm trying to think today was a pretty good day. It was busy and I haven't gotten any exercise in yet today. So that is still coming up. How are nice. you? Yeah. What's up you? Good. good.
2: Yeah. I, I work at UPS. So the season's really, really busy because uh, of their packages, but otherwise all good. Good. good.
0: What do you do? Do you drive or you work in the warehouse or?
2: Yeah, I work in a retail store for them. So like one of those independent locations. Um, And that's just for a meantime, my husband's in the military. So we're kind of like, I always move around and get new fun jobs somewhere, but I'm doing this for the holiday season. And it's like, I'm packing, I'm bringing packages in from, uh, for customers. I'm taking them out to the truck. It's just, it's a lot of lifting and walking, but that's okay. I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I do the same thing. I pick up seasonal work when uh, our uh-huh. business slows down over the winter. I do the same thing. I've worked at FedEx, Amazon, like uh-huh. I, I've done them all. So I get it. I'm there with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool.
0: Um. Yeah. So you worked today? Is that what you said?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. And yeah. you don't have to work the rest of the night. You're free. You're good to go. No, I'm awesome. all good.
2: am
0: cool. good to go. Cool. Well, congrats first and foremost on Blood Rock. Um
2: Thanks. <laughs> correct
0: me if I'm wrong, but that was your first one hundred.
2: That was my second one hundred, actually.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: I've done Uari 100 Miler. Um and that was in October. That was October, what was it, thirty-first, I think? I, I forget. It was it was end of October sometime. Uh and And that was a lot of fun. That was, that was my first one. And I was hurting real bad after that. But yeah, so this, this last one was my second and it was a little better. I knew a little more what to expect.
0: Okay, good. And you came in first place, second place Mm -hmm. to, or yeah, first place woman, second place total, right? Second to Jeff Browning
2: yeah yeah so second
0: overall yeah. wow that's impressive and um yeah. tell me about that course that course sounds like it's pretty stout
2: yeah so the blood rock course um it is i don't know how to pronounce his name but it was a brainchild of um his name's david and he's been doing races um with this organization or with his race company i guess uh, i think southeastern Um, But he's been doing it for a while in the Oak Mountain State Park. And he thought of this new course. Uh, He had had the blood rock. From what I've heard, he had the blood rock course two years prior, um, but it was a lot easier. This was a new reinvented course for blood rock uh, 2021. And it was insane. What was it? I think it was 50,000 feet in elevation change. It was crazy technical, Um, you know, our mutual friend Laura probably told you all about how technical and crazy it was, Um, you know, rocks and, you know, crazy uphills and crazy downhills and all like scattering over rocks and like just this ridge, I remember this ridge at the end of each loop, which is 34 miles, is just this long ridge with these jagged rocks and it's so flushing, you can't run, you can only like hike really fast And it was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed it, um, but it was super tough. And it's kind of like, now that I've done this course and according to David, he says, I think his name is David, I should have looked, but uh, according to him, this will be the hardest hundred that anyone's done, uh, according to him. And so now that I know what to, I know that this is probably like the hardest. I know like from here, I can, I can, um, know it to sort of expect that it won't be as bad all my other hundreds after this won't be as bad as
0: <laughs> it sounds like it um, yeah wow so so yeah basically I mean your second 100 but it kind of feels like your first right it's your first is it your first win
2: uh no I got I got first in women's and the hundred you are a hundred but I, I think I got like fifth or sixth. but honestly like this did feel like a huge win to me because I've um, I've always kind of been afraid to push the envelope and push like myself to go faster and just really push it and see what I can do. Like I have done that, but I feel like I've never gained, I've never like gotten to that limit. And I don't think I was close to the limit this time. So that's encouraging, but I definitely pushed it harder than Yuari and all my other races before because i have been raining uh, running for um a long time and honestly that was really due to laura because i was following her and she was pushing it and i was like i'm gonna keep up with this girl like we're gonna chat and this is fun and then nice. like um sh- i think she's at an aid station or something we just kind of lost contact and then i just was like i'm gonna see how long i can push the limit for for <laughs> this specific race and it just i just kept going pretty fast and so i'm honestly this win was it was really encouraging and um a really good win it was a really hard fought good win
0: yeah uh, for sure
2: for the women's yeah
0: it sounds like yeah. it well yeah. what's kind of incredible to me is you're pretty new to the sport of ultra running but you've got mm-hmm. a lot of miles under your belt like yeah. you've done some some multi-day through hikes and several Mm -hmm. of them and you've set some fkts out on some big big trails so Mm -hmm. like how did this all start for you
2: yeah so i mean uh you know running in general i've always run just you know long distance runner i did you know middle school track and I started with the mile and then I went to cross country in high school and did the 5k and then from there I moved on to um you know the half marathons and the marathons Uh, and I kind of stayed there comfortably until I had this dream to through hike the Appalachian trail in 2019 me my husband did the entire thing uh Mm -hmm. 2,190 miles that was about 100 so days, I think it was five months and 10 days. And so, you know, I I know what it feels like to be uncomfortable, to be in pain and to, you know, get up each day and just continue to walk and, you know, you're in pain and you're maybe not every day you want to be there. So I knew what it meant to struggle. Um, I also, you know, from there I wanted to do, I wanted to do more of these through hikes, but I need to do it quicker. Cause I, I need to still make money and, um, be in society for multiple reasons. I can't just go off again on a six month hike again. So I thought I'll just do another one, another through hike, but I'll do it really fast. So I started playing with the idea of doing the mountains, the sea trail, North Carolina, which is 1,175 miles. And I, you know, I, I waver back and forth with doing that really quickly. Um, And then I just committed and did it in 30 days. So that was an average of 40.1 miles a day uh, for that FKT. Uh, From there, I've um, kind of done, uh, kind of tried to do more ultras and they all got pretty much canceled when um, COVID got really bad. Um, And we were kind of like in the thick of it. And then I did my first trail marathon and that went really well I got first in the women's then I did my first 50 I got second place overall and first in women's for that in California during the hundred mile heat or the hundred mile hundred degree heat it was insane that was a crazy race uh, oh my goodness I was an insane race um and then you know I moved from there I did the first hundred and then another hundred. And um, I've also been playing with more ideas for doing more FKTs, but I mean, it's, it's all built on itself. And it's been this journey of, you know, ever since middle school and I'm 28 now. So that's, that's a lot of time there to get up to the ultras, but i um, I'm looking forward to what else I can do in it. And I'm looking forward to uh, 2022 to be full of races that I'm really stoked for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. And so you mentioned that you're 28 years old. And so coincidentally, my last podcast guest, Alyssa Clark was 28 or right around that age too. And I told her the same thing. I'm like, you haven't even peaked yet as an ultra runner. You don't normally peak until you're like in your thirties. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you're still growing into this thing. So you still probably have a ways to go. So live it up, like embrace this. Yeah. (laughs) These are the years you'll look back on with with fondness. So, so do it and do it hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cool. So take me back again. I know we went through it, but like, how old were you when you got married? How old were you when you did the the AT with your husband? It, I mean, you're 28 mm-hmm. now, but you must've started pretty young.
2: Yeah. So I had this dream of doing the trail, the Appalachian trail in college. That was really the only pursuit I wanted after college. Um, Didn't want to really jump into a career just yet. I actually tried to through hike in 2017, but I wasn't ready mentally. I I didn't know what it meant to be away from uh, family and friends that I've really, you know, joined this community. And I didn't know what it meant to be just, you know, take myself out of that community completely um, so I had to really work on myself and work on my independence and um some anxiety during that time that I, you know, I did a, eight days on my own and just realized like I can't, I can't, I can't do this on my own. Um, you know, I think I can now. I'm a little more independent, but uh at the time it was not as independent. So then uh me and my husband, we had been dating through college and we um about two years later, we got married in 2018, or one year later, we got married in 2018. Um, And then we saved really hard for six months. We got married in September 2018. (laughs) He's gonna listen to this. He's gonna shake his head. Um, Yeah, 2018, September 2018. uh, We got married and um i just asked him if he wanted to do it and he said yes yeah. so we saved like we were so frugal and we made it work to in march 2019 through hike the appalachian trail and it was a dream come true it was amazing and having him there was really nice i had a little resemblance of community we made friends out there who are our tramley trail family um And that was, that was an experience I want to replicate again, but I know that I can't, I can't quite go on another six month hike just yet, especially when I'm just getting to this ultra thing too. I'm having a lot of fun with this right now.
0: (laughs) Good. (laughs) Uh, So cool. Um, Gosh. So, so, okay. So you went from the AT to what was the next big project and is this like, are you like chasing the dragon here from one FKT to the next and then on to ultra running or like, is there anything you're avoiding or I don't know, do you feel like you're running towards something or running from, from something?
2: Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And I've had a lot of time to kind of like look deeply and like reevaluate why I want to do these things, especially running for hours on end. It's like, you can really dive deep and kind of think, think uh deeply, no, sure. totally, um, so I've had a lot of time to think about this, and it's like really, why, why do I do these things, or you know, what am I running from or running towards, or what's my next goals, and what is my end goal here, I guess also, and I haven't really figured that out, but I know that like um this might be really deep, but like in my life, I don't really. I care about money to an extent but like I'm not out there to get a lot of money or anything it's like my 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 eyes are set on just experiencing life to the fullest and trying to just experience it fully and if that means I have to if we have to be a little more frugal if we have to save a little more if I have to get a part time job at uh UPS to be able to pay for my races it's literally one of the reasons <laughs> main reason why I started working at UPS. Uh, if I had to do that, then I'll do that. But like my main pursuit is to like experience life to the fullest. I don't know if this fully answers your question or not. Let me know. But like, um, I guess like just experiencing life the way I want to. Um, and you know, it can change over time. And I think when I was wanting to through hike, I wanted to, you know, experience the East coast and, Meet people out there and uh, experience nature really deeply and slowly. But then moving on from there, I wanted to still through hike, but do it quicker. And it's kind of just evolved from there. And like, I'm, I feel like I'm fine tuning what I want in my life as I'm moving through like my 20s and hopefully through my 30s. I'm just fine tuning what my life, what I want my life to look like. And maybe this journey now at ultras from through hiking to FKT to ultras, I'm getting there closer. And I don't know that end goal, but I'm hoping um, you know, it still involves ultra marathons. And I'm really enjoying FKTs as well, even though it's a suffer fest I mean the I like the multi-day ones. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully it involves more of this like pursuit of like experiencing life fully and experiencing adventure fully. I I can still work on my running and also, uh, FKTs. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I hope right. that answers your question.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, and I totally get it. Like uh, the name of this podcast, obviously is the do big things podcast. And that's something that was rolling around in my head for a long time, since my early twenties, just like get out and do big things. And at the time I didn't even know what that looked like. And I tried different avenues through different times in my life. And And to me, it was just all big things that were sort of adding to the collective of my life. You know, it's all experiences and there's no regrets. And it sounds like you're just kind of out there doing the same thing, just sort of trying to, um, you know, I asked, uh, I had this guest, Justin Simone on the podcast, and he's this badass boulder ultra runner climber dude. And I asked him like, um, what's your why? And he, and he had the best answer so far. I think he just said radical self-expression and I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, okay, that makes sense, and it's kind of just, that's all you're saying as well, it seems like.
2: Yeah, I I haven't quite put a gorgeous poetic, like, verse like he did to it, but I feel like it's kind of that same idea, and I feel like that's an ideal with people who do ultras or who uh, do, like, adventures or outdoorsy. It's just like our why is kind of all the same. It just it's just, uh, worded differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, cause I mean, all my, I have that same mentality, especially the ones who through hiked. It's just like, we want to experience life. We want to make this life. We only get one. We mm-hmm. want to make this life the most that we can make it. And there's a lot more people eloquent, more eloquent than me. I feel like we all can have that same ideals. Like we want this life to be awesome. We want to do big things.
0: Totally. Yeah. We yeah. get one shot at this life on this earth. And so why not go for it? You know, yeah. I mean, I don't want to die with any regrets. I don't want to be on my deathbed saying mm-hmm. I messed it all up. I just want to like, I want to go into the grave, like exhausted, sunburnt, tattooed, like yeah. just oh. tired,
2: sore, wrecked. I have, <laughs> I have a great quote for you um, that, you know, you, let me look it up real quick. Okay. I cool. mean, what you've probably heard this because what you said, just like basically said it right there. Let me try to find it. Cause it's Uh, pretty cool for sure but it kind of it's that same ideals like we want to experience life fully and um want to not regret anything let's see it's right here here we go life should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a well or a pretty and well-preserved body but rather to skid in broadside in a cloud of smoke thoroughly used up totally worn out and loudly proclaiming wow what a ride That's Hunter S. Thompson.
0: Yes, my guy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Ah,
0: I love love it. That quote. I love it. I love Hunter Thompson, and I love that quote. Um, I'm
2: thankful there's people like him who word things so eloquently. I know. And that's.
0: I am looking up another quote here.
2: Um, I hope
0: I didn't lose you. Are you still there?
2: Oh yeah, I'm still here.
0: Okay. Okay. I have another quote for you. This is by Jack Kerouac.
1: And okay. These
0: were both writers around the same time, Hunter S. Thompson and Kerouac. <clears throat> the only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So... Okay, so going back, this is fun. I'm having fun. This is cool. <laughs> um, so going back, um, so you and your husband did the Appalachian Trail. At that time, are you just strictly hiking, or were you guys doing any running? Were you guys trying to to really tear it up every day? How many miles were you averaging? No, you start?
2: no, we were we were really tired. <laughs> About- <laughs> like the second month in we're just really tired and our feet like every morning you wake up during a through hike taken taken uh I mean in perspective it's like you know five months it's half a year and it's or nearly half a year and it's just like every day you're waking up and you're hiking with this bag that's you know our bags are really heavy so it could be anywhere from like anywhere from like what, 20 to 30 pounds, mm. uh, depending on how much food we have. And so we're walking every day and, and that's the same as an FKT, but, you know, you're carrying everything on your back, your food, your water, your, your camp. Um, and, you know, we're not trying to do anything, but just experience. And just like, this is our time to be together. Cause we just got married and experienced nature together. And I was kind of more, I, I've always had like this, um, every day I have a goal, you know, I always have a goal for the end of the week. And it might not be totally defined and I might not define it verbally, but I always have some sort of goal in my head. Uh, so that was the case on during the through hike. But, it, you know, I still tried to leave space for Jonathan and I to just relax, especially him. He's more relaxed. He doesn't have a plan. He's a lot more chill than I am. And he's just like he just wanted to hang out and sometimes take a nap on the side of the trailer on a view and stuff and so we just really enjoy um that time we spent together but we also i think the best part of the tra- uh the trail the Appalachian Trail was the people we met i mean we had a group of 6 with us until the end um we were a group of 6 so there's four others um, All time yeah especially uh not actually I take that back about maine we lost a couple because they were taking it a little more easy but we stayed with our friend flipper throughout the entire thing um we stayed with overall six of us until the end but we at one time we had 16 people in our group Wow! and you know we make friends with these people and we're all we all have this this thought we're just trying to get to Maine and you get to a town you've never been to in your entire life, but you know, everybody in the town, you know, most of the people in the town, because all the through hikers that are going north are there as well. Mm. Um, So you know, everyone in town, and it's, it's just a great, encouraging time. And we all have goals. And I don't know what it is about it. Because when you hang out with people, when you're at their house, or when you hang out with them, when you're just like doing a regular hiking trip, it doesn't feel the same. It's like, it's almost like you guys are kind of on a different, there's just something there when you're through hiking. It's like, you guys are just family and it's, it just feels natural to be with them. And it's, there's no like weirdness. There's no awkwardness, at least with our group. It just felt like we all knew each other for years and it was really relaxed and we didn't try to do anything and anything crazy. I didn't try to run. It was just a really nice time to relax and decompress and, Uh, be together and at the same time we're doing you asked how many miles we averaged the beginning we averaged anywhere from like 8 to 15 and then towards the middle near the whites of new hampshire we did about you know 20s and then we got really slow in new hampshire and maine about 12s average 12s and then we sped up towards the end doing 20s um in northern maine Uh, but I mean, like I said, I, I always had these goals in mind, but I always tried to just take it easy and hang out and decompress. And I look at that time and I think, I never think that was a waste of time. That was, I should have done more during that time. I wasted, you know, six months. I never think that I'm happy with that time and how, how chill it was Mm -hmm. and how many good people I met.
0: Good. Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask is I've always wanted to do the Appalachian trail and it's always sort of been on my list and that's been years now. And I I keep putting it off for whatever reason, but there's other things on my list too. But do you feel like your life is better for having done that hike?
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I feel like that just the, the Appalachian trail helped me. I'm not good at verbalizing you know, my thoughts, but I would like to say that it helped me, um, put my life on like this path that I'm on right now, which is like, money doesn't matter. It does matter. And I hate saying that, but it also like, it's not my biggest concern. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm worrying about money, then I have my eyes on wrong things. Um, and it's not like we make, a ton of money either but we just live really simply it kind of helped me realize like before we started getting into like getting car payments or house payment we didn't do any of that before the Appalachian Trail I'm glad that we threw hype because it helped me realize like um these things don't matter like things don't matter experiences matter and helped me just I don't even know how to word it just helped me I don't even know how to word it <laughs> that's right i just i i think it helped me as a young person realize like what i want my life to look like for the future Mm -hmm. i think that's as simple as simply as i can put it it's just like i know what i want my life to look like and i want it to be purposeful intentional is a great word um because like the Appalachian trail every day is intentional you don't have your phone to look at you don't have time to just like hang or not hang out but you don't have time to just like Um, look at your phone and like relax like we do I come home from work and I can sit on TikTok for hours and that's not very intentional of me but on the Appalachian Trail everything you're doing is an intentional um, even if you're taking a nap on trail like that's perfect like you can hike later in the day at that Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. but like I want to be purposeful intentional in my life and I want to live life to the fullest and I think that helped me solidify like why um, I want to do that and how much joy. freedom I found from through hiking uh, just really helped me like solidify this is what I want my life to look like and it also helped me like I sound like so like out there but it helped me um, what's the word I'm looking for it helped me like reinvent ideas that I've been taught my entire life or how society has told me to live my entire life. It helped Mm me um, like rethink, like, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? Like question things like, why do I need to do these things? Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I ask that question, I get a solid answer. And I know, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I need to do this as a member of society. Or I look at this and I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. This, the, I don't know why anyone has done that. So it helped me question things in my life as well. Because you have so much time to think out there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you mm-hmm. have five months and you can't just stare at your phone the entire time. You're hiking for, you know, you know, six to 12 hours a day. So there's not a lot you can do but think, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I totally get it. And it sounds like, you have gotten to know yourself pretty well. And mm-hmm. that is awesome. You know, that mm-hmm. is what it's all about, as far as I'm concerned. Like, mm-hmm. um, some people don't get to experience that ever. They don't mm-hmm. get that time to think. They don't get to really know what their own personal values are. They just yeah. regurgitate whatever was taught to them. And yeah, for sure. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's so special okay. to be able to have that time and to sort of learn about yourself. And
2: yeah. Um, and I thought up. about do I've thought about that too how people sometimes can get in those patterns and I've thought like oh yeah that's like upsetting but for some people I think some people really enjoy the comfort like might just be like us or the type of people that go to through hikes and things and I don't know I'm not that kind of person but it's like maybe being comfortable and having like a car payment like three car payments two car payments and a house and a mortgage um is really comforting for some people. And that's what they, they want out of life. And I don't at all. So when I say that, it's just like, no, no, don't do it. Don't <laughs> yeah, do that. There's,
0: there's nothing wrong with it. If that's what makes you happy, you know, yeah. if you have a family and you're trying to support your family, it's honorable to do those sorts of things, sure. but yeah, it's not everybody's path. Uh, it hasn't yeah. been my path. It sounds like it's not your path. And, uh, we should be free to express how, however we want to express, you know?
2: Yeah. And I, I, run into this a lot where people, um, you know, either on social media, on my comment section, on my YouTube channel, or even, you know, some grandparents or parents, uh, not calling out my parents. They don't do this to the extent that people in comment sections do this. they just, you know, little mentions here and there, you know, parents, um, oh, where was I going with this thought? But, oh, they, they kind of, um, when you tell them these things, they just kind of, you kind of think you're like, you know, hoo-ha and you're not, you're not thinking fully. I, I think that's where I was going with this thought. I lose my thoughts easily. I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, yeah. So, I I think that's where we're going with that thought. I'm not sure. Well, maybe. Oh, that's
0: okay. I, I totally understand where I think you were going with it. Um, like when I was a little bit younger, like when I was like your age, I took Mm -hmm. off and lived in my truck and went and climbed a bunch of mountains for a couple Mm -hmm. months. And yeah, my parents were like, Um, when are you going to come home and get a job? And I'm Mm. just out in the mountains and I'm like, a job is the last thing I want to be thinking about right now. I'm having such a great, this is living every single day. I get up and I climb a 14,000 foot mountain. Mm, This is the time of my life. I may not be able to do this for, I'm definitely not going to be able to do this forever. And they're just like, yeah, but you got to come home and get a job. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) you're, you're, you're ruining my enlightenment almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's, I mean,
2: that's exactly it. Like, in my eyes, when people are doing these, getting working and working day in day out, and they say like, it's working so I can live. It's like, why don't you just, why can't you like, just live just, (laughs) but some people like to be comfortable and live. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you like to come home to cable and you like to come home to a warm house. And for me and my husband, it's like, we can be in the van. Uh, We have a, camper van we can be in the van and it's sometimes very very cold and we don't we can suffer but we're living and we want to put living at the top and obviously he's in the military now so that's a little different for him for me it's still there but you know we're very fine like putting living at the top and whatever that takes we want to put that at the very top like living life to the fullest that is why I'm here is to do that. And if I'm not doing that, then I know I'm not on the right path personally for myself. But again, some people do that. Some people work and they're happy being comfortable and that's totally fine. That is completely fine. It just doesn't make sense for me. And it doesn't sound like it makes sense for you Mm -hmm. either. Yeah.
0: yeah, And it's crazy that the trails are what teach us that you know, Mm -hmm. you learn that about yourself on the trails at the Appalachian trail. You know, it's like you go out on this big journey and you learn about yourself and your home and how you relate to the world.
2: Yeah. And it's the
0: trails that teach us that. And it's the mountains that teach me all this stuff.
2: The trails are crazy. Like I had this thought, me and my friends, I have some really good female hiking partners. Um, and we just, we go out there and we kill it. We love hiking and we were on a hike on the Arizona trail. We were just just hanging out and it was just a real positive time and I just thought like trails are crazy this is totally different from what we were talking about but like trails are crazy it's literally like you're walking and you have this view into nature that you wouldn't otherwise have and I think this is just kind of another like out there thought but it's kind of like to me it's like a conveyor belt for like humans to just have a have a peek into nature and check out nature. And there's so much that comes from it too. It's like window shopping, you know, at the mall, it's like, you're getting a view into this life and life outside of humans and what that looks like. And the animals are having a great time and they're fine. And the bugs are having a great time. They're fine. The plants are having a great time and you know walking through the seasons especially on the Appalachian Trail it's it's really hard for me to verbalize this but it's really if you're on a trail and you're just deeply thinking about you on this trail and you're out there among nature this is exactly where we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. this is exactly where we're supposed to be we're not in my opinion not meant to be in concrete jungles and you know no trees around or artificial plants around that's just my thought but if you just if you're just out there you really take time to meditate on a trail and nature it just kind of for me it just came to me it's just like this is where I'm supposed to be this is where I'm my best self and that's why I've always tried to spend as much time as possible on trails I guess yeah
0: yeah (laughs) It makes total sense. And I totally get it. And I like that, um, you're coming to this place in your life where you're understanding that about yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. that is cool to me. You know, that's what, that's what defines cool people to me. So yeah, stay on the path and and keep doing it. I love it. Um, tell me about this mountains to sea trail and that came after the AT, right?
2: Yeah, so um, that was insane. I learned so much about myself on that trip. If I learned like what I did on the Appalachian Trail, I learned like tenfold. And I haven't even quite been able to process that entire time because it was just, it was terrible. It was amazing. It was grueling. It was also sometimes easy. It was boring. It was exciting. There was so much to that, that trail and that FKT. I like I said, I haven't had time to process it all. And that was in September, 2020. So nearly more than a year ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah, me and my husband after the Appalachian trail, he was wanting to get into the military. So we moved down to Florida with some family, um, and just kind of hung out there for a while. And, you know, he did his thing and I worked as a climbing guide and that was a lot of fun to, uh, it was indoor climbing place not outdoor (laughs) if you (laughs) get climbing guys in florida that's kind of what you have that was a great place project rock in florida was cool Uh, and then after that we moved um he got into the military and so i moved up to hot springs north carolina and worked for jennifer far davis i don't know if you know who she is yeah of course so my boss from a gear shop i worked at before the appalachian trail started uh, working for her and being her manager, so she asked me after the Appalachian Trail uh, if I wanted to work for Jen as her hostel caretaker um, at her bunkhouse off the Appalachian Trail, a uh, guide um, as a backpacking guide for trips. And so I said, Of course, I would love that because I love trails and I missed it. Cool.
1: Um,
2: so I did that, and you know, getting to know Jen, I, I think a lot of reasons I wanted. To try the FKTs one of it mainly due to like how I wanted to experience uh through hiking trail quicker um just like the Appalachian Trail but I wanted to do it a little quicker and see how that looked I think that was the main reason but getting to know Jen and like reading about her um FKT on the Appalachian Trail um and hearing her talk about it was really inspiring um you know I have this is off topic, but I have these women in my life that have inspired um, these feats. It's not on my own. How did I hear about the Appalachian Trail? Um, I watched a documentary and there was a girl in it. And I was like, if this woman can do it, I want to do it. And then, you know, learning about FKTs from Jen, that really pushed me to do this FKT. Um, And then learning about Courtney DeWalter. um, I know she's like, everyone fangirls over here but Mm -hmm. literally I mean for women she is such a big encouragement she inspires so many women she's awesome and there's a reason why so many people fangirl over her fanboy over her because she's amazing and she's so inspiring Um, but there's these women who inspire me to do these things it's not like I mean I, I think I have like some urge to do these things but until you see a woman doing it you're like I can do that too and I think that's the same for men, but like for women, it's just like, I have these role models and I want to be like that for some young girl too. I yeah. hope one day I can be like that. That is also another goal of mine, but nice. we'll see. I, that's, that's a, that's big shoes to fill for, you know, inspiring somebody. Um, so anyway, so like, as I get to know Jen, I'm feeling more inspired to do this mountains, a Seed trail and do it quicker. And so I just get, a crew together, which, uh, was really difficult to get because you can't, you, you can't just ask anyone, like, would you crew me? Because it takes a lot to crew somebody, um, especially for 30 days, like you wake up at three and you go to sleep late because you have to, you know, you have to help me, but then you also have to do all these extra things too. Okay. Yep. You have to do that for 30 days. There's not a lot of people who want to do that. So, I finally found a friend of mine whose boyfriend was worked for himself, and his name was Ryan, and he's great. He um, asked me if he if he crewed me, would he be able to make a documentary about my FKT attempt? He isn't quite. I haven't heard any updates on if he's doing that still. Um, I know that he's working pretty hard at the moment. Um, so I haven't heard that but I said of course like if you do crew me you can totally film me and do whatever you need to do I don't know if I'll be lovely because I mean notoriously people who are doing FKT attempts aren't like super <laughs> lovely people <laughs> because you're tired and sore right, and, right.
0: and get that the camera money. out of my face <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, that's probably happened every <laughs> single day I, I feel bad for that, but that was to be expected yeah. um, and so he said he would help me. And I also had my friend Rascal who's one of my trail partners that I was talking about earlier. She was going to come out for half of it. And my mom was going to come out on weekends to kind of alleviate Ryan's stress and let him like relax a little bit on the weekends. Um, Cause it's all in North Carolina. She lived in North Carolina. Uh, so I got the crew together and got the car ready. My, my uh, Buick rendezvous, we got that all situated I put a bed in the back and um, we went out there, started on September 1st at 4, 450 a.m. at Clingman's Dome in the Smoky Mountains and just walked for, I mean, there's a lot in that walking, but walked for 29, 30, 29 days, I forget eight hours, I think, and 40 something minutes wow. until September 30th. Um walked all the way through like the mountains, through the Piedmont, and then through the coast. And you know how North Carolina, you know, has those different like mountains in Piedmont, but then it has the coastal section, and then it has the outer bank. So you walk up the outer bank. So it kind of looks like this. Okay. The whole okay. Trip. Uh, so that's 1175 miles. And it it taught me a lot about like my anxiety because I do suffer from amounts of anxiety that I've learned to um cope with it's not it's not it's healthy ways of coping with it too um it's not like jumping on my phone or you know an unhealthy coping mechanism like um drinking or smoking weed like i I don't do that, but like it's not like that I've actually been as courtney says she's she says the pain cave but like I've been in like this anxiety cave that's just like so intense and it's like it's so intense. There's been times, sorry. There's been times when I was on the MST where I wanted to like smash my foot with a rock because I didn't feel like there was any other way out of this FKT attempt and my anxiety told me like you need to get out of this. You need to get out of this right now and for some reason I thought like self-harm was the way to go. And I had to deal with that straight on. It was like, no, this that's that's completely crazy. We're not doing that and, you know, luckily I didn't. Um but like I went through a lot and I feel even when I'm driving around, like I feel like I go back to that place because uh, on it, there was 400 miles of road walking. and That was really intense. And, you know, we'll be driving and I'll see like a road that kind of looks like I would be walking on the Mounds of sea trail and like bring me back to it. And it's just like really intense feelings of anxiety. But I know how to deal with it now. Again, I don't know how to verbalize how I can deal with it, but I can deal with it, but there's, there's a lot that happened. And uh, if you have any specific questions, I'd love to answer them. Uh, But there was, there was a lot that happened. (laughs) Anxiety was a big one. Also malnutrition. I can talk about that if you want.
0: (laughs) Okay, please. Let's talk about malnutrition. But before we get off the topic of anxiety, like I like that you're open and honest about that, you know, and Mm -hmm. vulnerable about saying, Mm -hmm. yeah, I deal with some anxiety stuff. And I sought out the trail to sort of learn about that and to learn about Mm -hmm. myself. Um, Yeah. And I just picture you out there just like charging forward and like dealing with this, these anxious Mm -hmm. thoughts going on. And that's Mm -hmm. like, kind of a a disheartening thing to imagine, but, but you came out the other end, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, talk about that process a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really know what sparked all this anxiety It would just come out of nowhere. And it was really, I, I, me and my friends try to do the John Muir trail and, um, we got, it got shut down about 200 miles in because of the wildfires, wildfires in California. Yeah. Um, so the Dixie fire fire, I believe it was. And so we couldn't finish, but like I was on that trail. It's like, every time I'm doing these trails, I'm adding on to like my knowledge of my anxiety and how to deal with it. So on that trail, I feel like I was able, and I didn't learn this on the MST again, this is from the John Muir trail, but I learned that like, I think I have anxiety when I'm on the trails and I get this random anxiety. It's not, It's not like I have one particular thing I can point towards, be like, that is making me anxious. It's Mm -hmm. like the thought of bears, I'm not scared of bears, but like the thought of that is like, I'm afraid of bears and that's why I'm anxious. Like, it's not that it's, I think what I learned on the JMT, it's just anxious because it's anxiety because of the thought that I might be anxious in the near future. Like the thought of being anxious and having that stop whatever tempt I'm doing. And I think that what I'm thinking, again, I have to, you know, go on another trail and kind of piece this <laughs> together in some way um, now that I've added on to it. But I think it, it stems from when I was on the Appalachian Trail in 2017, when I tried to first um, do the Appalachian Trail through hike, not 2019 when we completed it. But 2017, I had a really bad anxiety attack because of missing family and my community and uh, Jonathan and my friends. Um, and I had a bad anxiety attack that I can point towards and be like, I was anxious because I didn't think I'd be able to see them in the next couple months. Um, and I, I like hyperventilated. I had a migraine because I was worrying so much. I woke up in the morning, I had a migraine. I was worrying so much. Um, because you know that, and I got a migraine, I was like really sick to my stomach. My heart, it felt like something like an elephant was sitting on my heart. I thought I was having a heart attack, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and my body, I just learned that like my body was just like, just impacted so much from this anxiety I'd been like dealing with for the past couple of days. Um, that like, you know, I had, you know heart pain and like migraine. I was just freaking the heck out. I couldn't calm down. And that was really scary because I was in the woods by myself, like in the middle of nowhere, no friends or family around. Um, I did have some like people that I met on trail around, but, you know, I don't know them well. I knew them for a couple of days. So it's freaking the heck out. And that was really scary. It was raining and thunderstorming that day. And I just had to find a way out of that situation on my own. And that was terrifying. So I think going back to the Mounds of Sea Trail, And going back to any trail, honestly, that I've dealt with this anxiety, I think it comes from, this is again, a thought it's coming from that time that I experienced anxiety. And I think I have anxiety because of the thought of having possible another anxiety attack, like I did on the first Appalachian trail through hike attempt. Um, Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It does. It totally does. And I've experienced anxiety in my life too. And I've experienced almost everything you mentioned right there. So like it, it, I totally get it. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you tried anything? Okay. So you're, you do the hiking thing to, to sort of combat your anxiety, but what if you're not near a trail? What if you're at home and you're freaking out? Do you have any other tactics or meditating or anything that you do to that, that works for you?
2: Yeah. So I, I've, I've through these through hiking, I've actually come up with ways of coping that have really helped me. Um, you know, just continuing one, just thinking like something David Horton says, um, he, you probably know him. He's mm-hmm. done a couple of ATs, um, but he says it never always gets worse. And that helps me <laughs> think, You know, it gets, it's worse. It's probably getting worse, but it's not always going to be, it's probably gonna be worse, but then it's going to go down. It's not always going to be worse. And the thought of that helps me think like, I'm having a lot of anxiety at this moment for like this last two hours, I've been having like the worst anxiety in my life. But I know from experience that this isn't always going to be the case, um, especially in you know, tomorrow or in, even in a couple hours or a couple minutes, this, I'm not going to feel this intensely for that long. So having the knowledge and the experience, you know, there is the knowledge, but I think it also is helpful to have the experience that like, this does go away and it has gone away in the past. Knowing that, um, helps a lot. Also, um, something like physical you can do with anyone experiencing anxiety like I do, you can pick up like an item, um, so like a rock or a stick or something, and what you do is you try to bring yourself back to your body and take your, like, kind of undo your brain. So you want to, like, if, what I do is I pick up a rock and I feel, I feel it, so I feel, what does it feel like? And I tell myself, I think to myself, okay, that's a smooth rock, that's a little gritty, um, and then I smell it and it smells like, you know, dirt. And then, you know, I don't taste it, but (laughs) sometimes I have tasted it (laughs) when I'm really having a hard time. And then, you know, I just think of what it feels like and smells like, and I just hold it. And something I implemented a lot on the um, Mounds of Sea Trail, I would have my friend Rascal. Um, Sometimes she would help me, but she would pick up gravel and she'd give it to me because she knew I was having a hard time. She could see I was in my head. And I would just like, I would like just crunch that gravel in my hand and just feel it. And it's not like it was like self-harm or anything, but I would just like feel the grittiness of it. And it helped me bring my bring myself out of my mind and take myself to like this physical item in my hand. Um, just really feel it. And I know that's, that's super simple, but it really did help me on the mountains to sea trail with anxiety. I would say those two things, knowing that it's not always going to be this bad in, in a little bit, you're probably going to see a really cool view, or you're going to experience like a really cool part of the trail. You're not going to be on this road, almost getting hit by cars all the time like, it's not going to be this bad. And also just feeling something physical and like, bring yourself back to like your body and taking yourself out of your mind really helped me. Yeah. So those were my two big coping mes- mechanisms I learned on the MST um, that I still implement today.
0: Yeah, those are good ones. Those are good ones for anybody listening. And um, it sounds like when you're picking up a rock or a stick and, and trying to sort of concentrate on that, what you're doing is you're bringing yourself back to the present moment. You're getting into mm-hmm. your body and you're getting into your mm-hmm. five senses. And I've heard that anxiety is usually thinking about the future and depression is usually yeah. thinking about the past. So like yeah. if you can get yeah. to this present moment and say, right. okay, not, not tomorrow, not the next day, not later, but right here, right now, I'm okay. Like everything is good right now. I'm having this conversation with this cool person. Like life <laughs> is good right now in an hour. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that bridge when we we'll cross that bridge when we get there, you know? Yeah. So
2: that's, that's a great way to describe it for sure. Yeah. I've never heard it dis- just depression, anxiety described like that, but definitely getting into your present, um, it's perfect way of describing, um, just bring yourself back is it's just really important for anxiety. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So getting back to running (laughs) after the the mountain to sea trail, like when did things start getting faster for you or was that (laughs) it? Um, when did, when did these through hikes become more running involved?
2: Yeah. Um, I would say after the mountains to sea trail, Kind of with Jonathan's, my husband—that's his name, Jonathan—or sheriff is his trail name. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Jonathan and with- you
0: are the Candy Mama. Is that your trail I name? I am
2: Candy Mama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that's exactly my- what that was, but
0: I assumed it was a trail name.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. A lot of people—they look at my Instagram. That's one of the first things they say, and it kind of can give me an introduction into telling them about through hiking. It's kind of my gospel is through hiking, <laughs> so it gives oh. me a end to tell them about nice, it. Nice. Um, uh oh yeah so when did things get faster i i went jonathan and unknown of military life um you, you don't know where you're really going we've moved i've moved personally three times in the past two years since he's been in the military so it's not really we don't really know where we're going next I we know we're we're going to virginia that is the next stop is norfolk um but doing these races i felt like i could do a race i probably can't You know, do a through hike, um, especially with him, or uh, I can do an FKT, but I just thought, like, I wanted to see if I could do 100 miles. I remember reading about Diane Van Duren, who held the record of the Mounds of Sea Trail uh, before I broke it and she was a professional athlete for North Face and she did a hundred milers and I thought what the heck she does a hundred milers how am I ever gonna how am I ever gonna beat her in the FKT she does a hundred miles at a time <laughs> and I thought that was impossible. So I think I knew I wanted to get up to a hundred miles and just see if I could do it. Um also learning about um Courtney DeWalter hearing her story of Moab 240 And how she beat everyone by ten hours was like women can do this, and it's not like I I'm out there. My goal isn't to beat the men, but if you're a woman, if you're a woman, you know it's like I can do this. There's this woman that can do this, and I can be really good, Um, and I can be one of the best. I'm saying that for all women. Like seeing Courtney what she did is like you can be the best, and for women, we. Aren't the best physically, like we aren't ever the best mm-hmm. um physically. I'm I'm gonna say that because it's true. Like we're not the best at weightlifting. We can't, you know, powerlift more than men. Um, we can't, you know, run faster than men in a hundred mile sprint. There's just or a hundred uh yard sprint. There's just things we can't do better than men. But the fact that women are able to do this racing this ultra racing this long distance racing better than men it's just like that's like exciting it's like i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is it's not like i'm out there to beat the men but it's definitely intriguing when you hear somebody is doing that really well and it's a woman yeah um so definitely hearing about her i was like that is inspiring i want to get out there and try it um and I think when I really started getting faster is when I started taking it seriously, when I lived in San Diego and um, I uh, got a coach and uh, Carl Meltzer, and he's great. I have really benefited from him a lot. He's so knowledgeable. You know him, everyone Mm -hmm. knows him Mm -hmm. and he's super inspiring and he pushes me. Like I've had coaches in the past, you know, they, they're not as knowledgeable I've had coaches like um high school and college so it's not like their main purpose is to like coach you as a person so maybe there's some to that but also Carl is like he pushes me he's like if i'm you know if I'm having a bad day I have my have in the back of my head like if I tell Carl I didn't do this run because I was having a bad day, he probably would say like that's not like not that that's not good enough he would probably ask me why but like for him, like you just get out there and you do it. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's just, just kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for straight up guy. Like you just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, no questions asked, just, just do it and just very forward and direct and simple. It's very simple. Just do it. Just get out there, spend less time at aid stations, run quicker, like you know, run when you can just try to run and he's just very simple and he's also like direct and you want to make him proud. So I think I started really getting faster when he became my coach and I wanted to like, I guess, um, make him proud, but also like a couple of friends have made an ultra running. So I want to make them proud, um, as well. And I think I've, I, th- I hope I've done that, but through that, I feel like I've made myself really proud. And that's kind of the end goal there is to be satisfied personally with myself. Yeah. But I had to get some inspiration first from somebody.
0: Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah, at the end, it's just what you think about yourself. Am I happy with my performance? Even if Mm -hmm. my performance sucked, did I give it a hundred percent, you know, then I can Mm -hmm. still feel good about that. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. Um, So Okay, so after the Mountain to Sea Trail, was there another FKT or another long through hike after that?
2: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I kind of had two fails back to back with the FKT through hiking. Um with the, or with the John Muir trail, we um tried to do that. That was oh, an amazing. Time. Oh my gosh, beautiful, beautiful land. We were having a great time. I was like on fire for nature and the trails and like california because i'm an east coast girl Now i mm. used to the sierras oh if you ever have a chance to do the jmt or even just a portion do it because it's amazing mm. um we were getting our stride at about or we're, we're about 100 we're was 180 miles in i think And we were on track to finish on my birthday and then we got, we were in Bishop restocking and we heard the word that they were shutting down all California parks, I believe it was national parks, national forests, national forests, that was it. Um, And we were at that moment going to be in a national forest, so we just knew we couldn't finish. And I saw, you know, what's really upsetting is I saw somewhere on Instagram, somebody correct me if you can, or you correct me that like you, if you had John Muir trail permits, you could still finish. Cause I saw some people finishing still. And I got really upset when I saw that because we got off. Cause we thought this was the right decision. If like the forest service says get off because of fires, we don't want any more impact to the land I'm going to take that seriously and get off but some people finish and I was I was bummed I was like dang
0: (laughs) right Uh
2: I don't know somebody correct me if that if you could finish with a John Muir Trail permit anyway so we we had to get off we ended up hanging out in Flagstaff for a day and doing the Arizona some of the Arizona Trail which was fun Good, good girls time and then uh, in October, early October, I came back, I moved to Florida, um, where my husband's where I'm now in Panama City, and where he's based. Um, he's at the dive school right now. And so I wanted to do the Benton McKay Trail. And I had been wanting to do that for a couple, maybe like six months and had been planning it. And went out and did that with a great crew, my mom and my our friend Flipper, uh, that we finished the Appalachian Trail with. Mm. And it was a great crew. We were on fire. We we're doing great. But there's a couple reasons that I stopped the second, end of the second day. Um, I was keeping on track with Miles, but started getting this really bad hip pain and like groin pain. It's like something pulled and every step was so painful the weather was terrible. It was just raining every day. It was just like so bad, like downpours. I'd get downpoured and that's nothing like I can deal with that. But on top of the hip pain and also on top of um, this other thing, which was Brian Laundry, that whole thing with Brian Laundry, And this was totally me in blowing it out of proportion. And my husband and my dad were reading up on it and they had found somewhere that, like, somebody said that he was in the Smokies. Somebody, like, spotted him in the Smokies near the Appalachian Trail, and, um, you know, obviously, we all know that he wasn't there, Mm -hmm. but when you're by yourself at 12 a.m., by yourself on a dark trail, you're a woman um, it's pouring rain and you hear some weird noises. You can really blow things out of proportion and really, I mean, anxiety really played a role in that for sure. And I think that was, I wouldn't say it was a fail, but it was definitely a, a moment where I let um, my thoughts run and kind of judge where I went with the FKT attempts. Cause I got nervous and I, I didn't one, I didn't want to be out there by myself, um, and maybe he was out there, maybe he wasn't, but I also didn't want my mom. Flipper was about to leave. I didn't want my mom out on these back roads by herself, um, possibly running into somebody who had been maybe, who had maybe killed somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. Um, and so hip pain, you know, the rain and just just that whole that whole situation just made me think that maybe this isn't the best time and maybe I can, you know, try again when it's a little little better. Um, little better. I'm a little more used to these miles my hips don't hurt so bad after these hundreds, which is good. Um, maybe I'll try next year. Hopefully I'll, I'll try again next year. Yeah. I, I did learn a little bit during that time. Um, I, I wouldn't say that was a fail by any means. I felt perfectly fine with stopping.
0: Good. Good. Yeah. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad about it. You know, like there's two sides to the spectrum. There's the David Goggins mindset. Like I'm never going to quit ever, ever, ever. I'll crawl until I am on stumps and keep crawling. And then there's other people who are like, you know, quit. Yeah, definitely quit. If you're not feeling it, don't do it. Come back and do it another day. And I guess I'm somewhere in the middle of that spectrum, but I, I, I totally get it. And it sounds like you made the right decision and, and that trail yeah. is not going anywhere. You can always come back and, and try it again.
2: I know. Uh, it was incredible. If anyone, again, that McKay is another short through hike. If anyone is looking for a through hike is inspired by this through hiking thing Beth McKay and John Muir Trail are great, great trails to do in like two weeks to a month.
0: Do you know TJ Pitts?
2: That name sounds very familiar. Is he a Benton McKay? Yeah, he Uh, set the
0: FKT on the Benton McKay. I had him on the podcast. Oh, cool. And Abby Hall is uh, the one who set the the FKT on the John Muir Trail. And I know she was out there during some fires and I had her on the podcast and she actually saw a UFO out there, too, that was like almost like following her. <laughs> it was it was a crazy story so you should no check that way. out. Yeah. i gotta
2: check that out oh yeah. my god no abby way. hall yeah
0: she's she's no, awesome it's a great story no
2: way oh my gosh <laughs> i gotta check that out i just got chills <laughs> <laughs> I, know,
0: I know she was out there during the fires and uh, yeah, at one point she looked up and there was ob- this very obvious like UFO up there. And she turned her headlamp off because she was scared. But the thing kept following her on the trail for like quite a while, if I remember right.
2: Oh my gosh, I want to cry. That's so scary. <laughs> I, so- I know how that feels to be out there by yourself. <laughs> by
0: yourself, yeah, totally. Oh yeah, for girl. <laughs> And speaking of like, while I'm name dropping, um, I'm and I mentioned the podcast right before you, it just came out today. Her name was Alyssa Clark and you should look into her too, because you guys are about the same age doing the exact same thing. And you're both military wives and both your husbands mm-hmm. are out like, and you guys are kind of moving all over the place and, and just doing your running life. So you have yeah. a lot in common with her. You should check her out.
2: I, I've heard that name too. Um, I'm not great at like I, I think I'm good at social media, but also sometimes I'm not. So I, I need to write that down right now. So I don't forget because yeah. she
0: sounds really cool. Totally. Um, And yeah. So you mentioned that you have a YouTube channel as well.
2: Yeah, I do. Um, Yeah. It's called Terra Treks, okay. and I I essentially do a lot of things on the Appalachian trail. Um, I'm trying to do more ultra running and more FKT things but there isn't a huge audience on it so I'll spend months not months like weeks working on these videos and like I'll get 100 views which I'm not about the views but also it's kind of nice to <laughs> work really hard on a video and get like views or have it turn over to views mm-hmm. um so I do a lot of things based on the Appalachian Trail which I still enjoy still love making that content and I love the community. So connecting with the community on, on YouTube is one of my favorite things uh, to do online. I do it on Facebook as well. Um, yeah. So YouTube's pretty much my like steady thing I've been doing since 2019.
0: Cool. Cool.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, yeah, so you just did the blood rock 100 and that was the latest. Was that last weekend or two weeks now or
2: not last week? It was, yeah, two weekends ago.
0: Okay. Okay. And yeah. how recovery going? Well, like you moving around, you back to running again, or what are you doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing just fine. I want to get back out there soon um, and do a couple runs, maybe just like some fun runs before the holidays. And then after the holidays, I think I'm going to start training again. Um, What's but yeah, next year? Uh, next year, I have a couple of races I, and let me try to think on the top of my head. I have a bunch of a hundreds but what yeah. i'm really excited for is the run rabbit run oh,
1: cool.
2: uh, yeah so i'm really excited for that one because it's in colorado and then i have the umstead 100 i want to do the mst 100 which is on the Mount to sea trail mm. Mm. um i want to do cruel jewel i have that one mm. on my cool. lineup yeah so i have a couple good ones on the east coast i'm looking to uh put a couple more on the schedule though gotta work a little more at EPS though before I did
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get it I'm right there with you I've done cruel jewel that's a cool race um I had a lot of fun there yeah and run rabbit run is up in my neck of the woods Uh, I live in Boulder so if you need a pacer look me up I'd be happy to come out and and get you to the finish line
2: oh for sure yeah I think Laura Laura mentioned that she would be down too cool neat.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you meet Laura?
2: She was, was just on the trail. She was, uh, she did the blood rock. Yeah. Um, she was at blood rock and she was like, I never have women that are like in front of me. And she just went out there with this crazy, awesome pace. And she was killing the uphills. And she was like, I was just like behind her watching her at one point And she was just like killing it up the uphills. I was like, girl, I need to get to know you. So I like came up on her and like, we started talking. We ended up talking for like, I guess an hour, an hour and a half, but it was some of the most inspiring like conversations I've had on the, on like an ultra. I haven't done many, but like just being with her and like seeing how crazy her pace was and like inspired me to go faster. Again, these women kind of inspire me. And she was one of those. She probably doesn't know. And I don't want to like embarrass her or anything, but she really like meeting her out there was like, super encouraging
0: that's cool she's a badass yeah. I've had her on the podcast too for anybody oh, listening yeah her name's Laura yeah. Kaplan and uh yes um she's she, pretty cool <laughs> she did a, a sort of a—I guess it was supported but from Boulder to up to Long's Peak and back mm-hmm. it was like over 100 miles she did it with a buddy of mine um, yeah, yeah she, she she's just out every it. weekend doing stuff so
2: yeah
0: she's super cool
2: yeah she's pretty cool. She told me about a couple of projects she has coming up that sound uh really neat, and I'm excited to watch her uh, she posts on Instagram. I'm excited to watch her do those. Well,
0: yeah. I'm glad she sent me your way, so thank you, Laura yeah. for sort of hooking this conversation <laughs> up. but um, what a cool story. I'm glad yeah. that you're being open about your anxiety and doing you know using positive ways to sort of manage it, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that's inspiring to people. And I think people need to hear that. And you're inspired by women and other women will be inspired by you for sure. I like so. you never know who's watching or who's listening or, you know, this conversation is going to go online and it'll be out there for years, maybe mm-hmm. some years down the road, someone will find it and it'll help them. So just keep doing oh. what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's, it's really cool, Tara. And I think it sounds like you're a badass runner, like coming up in this world. So just keep it up.
2: Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. That's all really positive things. Gassing me up here <laughs> for
0: sure. Yeah. Well stay in touch. And yeah, if you come out for run rabbit run, uh, and you need a pacer, look me up. I'd love to come out and, and work with you and Laura and we'd, we'd have a blast staying up all night. Yeah. Um, that race is my only DNF. So that's still on my list. I have to get that one done at okay. some point, but, um, yeah, you're going to have a blast at cruel jewel. So yeah, cool. you've got a great year coming up. Have you ever thought about getting into the 200-mile distance?
2: Yes. Um, I've always had this thought in my head, like, there will be a point in my life that I cannot run miles, like, consecutively. FKTs, that's one thing because you sleep in between. But, like, there will be a point in my life where, like, I cannot run a certain amount of miles consecutively. And with that thought, it's like, I do want to get into – I want to see how far I can go. Like Mm -hmm. 240 is definitely one I want to do, uh, you know, a distance I want to do. I just don't know what that looks like at all.
0: Sure. Well, it sounds like you're built for it. It sounds Mm -hmm. like that's what you're made for. Like Mm -hmm. you're good at the through hiking. You're good at hiking long, long distances. You're good at adding running into it. You're good at hiking vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time you know, I had uh, I just keep name dropping, I don't usually do this, but I had Michael Wiersteg on the podcast. Uh huh, he had the FKT for the Arizona Trail, huh. and he really, really had to push it in order to get that done in, in the allotted time. And then when he got to the Coca 250, for him, it was like, This is just 250 miles, like that's easy, I can knock this out in a couple of days, right? And he ended up winning the race. Wow, so, yeah. It, it, so you're just built for this, the long distances. So yeah, I see two hundreds in your future probably. So oh,
2: that's <laughs> yeah. encouraging.
0: Yeah, well, just keep it up. This was a cool conversation. I had a blast, and and oh, stay in touch. Thank you yeah.
2: for having me on. It was great and an encouraging conversation. It's always fun to talk to somebody who kind of understands that whole mindset we were talking about earlier, and also ultra races as well. So thank you for having me on.
0: Absolutely, anytime. Well, yeah. Thanks so much. Have a great night. I appreciate you. Yeah.
2: We'll see you, Tara. Bye. Bye.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it more than you can imagine. Uh, Spread the word if you like this show. I want to thank my sponsors real quick. First of all, Exoskin. Their running apparel keeps you comfortable in absolutely any condition. Say goodbye to chafing and blisters. Check them out, exoscan.us. Use our discount code, capital BTC, for 15% off. I want to tell you guys real quick about Bigger Than The Trail. Bigger Than The Trail is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization that is using trail running as a platform to advocate for mental health. If you've ever thought about getting therapy but aren't in the position where you can afford it, Bigger Than The Trail offers you free therapy for up to three months. I couldn't love what these guys are doing anymore. I signed up. Uh, it was quick, it was easy. They matched me with a therapist that that uh, meets my personal criteria, and I meet with her every week i 'm trying this thing. You guys should try this thing, and we can all do this together. Look up bigger than the trail, sign up for their services, and let's do the small things in life that eventually lead us to doing the big things. Let them know we sent you as well. We also want to thank alter ego running. <clears throat> They make premium performance hats. Everyone needs a good hat when you're out running or on an adventure. These hats should be your go-to on your everyday runs, epic adventures, and cruising around town. Check out Alter Ego Running. This podcast is also brought to you by On Pace Wellness. Contact them if you need to get your nutrition on track. Mention this podcast and he's going to give you a 10% discount and get you tuned up for success. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer on the market. Check out athleticbrewing.com and use my discount code McRobertsA20, all caps, for 20% off the best NA beer around. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Remember, guys, life is short. Do big things, baby. Pedro, take us for a run.